you guessed it, Pressure Points, with you two practicing pinup hosts. I'm D. This is AJ. We're coming at you with Season 3, Episode 8, Birds of Prey. We're talking about those beautiful chicken breasts. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points O Pressure. D, do you want to fuck a chicken? No. Tell the Just, truth. I, I've i never done that and I wouldn't, okay? I wouldn't do that, okay? I Stop definitely asking. wouldn't dream about it every night. I, I'm pretty sure I just clipped there screaming at the mic. That's okay. Mic. Uh, yeah, we're talking about those birds of prey uh, after DC sues us with a... We're going to get a cease and desist. <laughs> uh, we've got Margot Robbie in the studio. Say hi. Oh, oh uh, shit, she uh, left before left. we started uh, recording. Yeah, Damn. just too late. We uh, might record we, the interview we have yeah, with her later. Yeah, we fucked it up. We deleted the file. Oh, oh accidentally deleted it. So, how you been? Ugh, boring. <laughs> have you done anything new this week? I'm still reading that book about genocide. Oh, well, that's a, that. It was very pretty good. typical AJ thing. Yeah. So fine with yeah. me. It's great. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. Yeah, that's what it's called. Look it oh, up. Oh, oh! I thought that's where you were reading. Um, no, no, no. I see. So, uh, since we have no new small talk to discuss, <laughs> wait, news? Uh, do we have news? Uh, nudes. I uh, nudes. Don't think uh, so. Nope. Far, not nothing, new. <laughs> nothing new. Nothing uh, new. Yeah. So this week, I'm talking about cute little birdies. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. And it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be a wholesome episode. AJ was going to try to talk about some fucking weird shit at the start. I said no. Mm-mm, not going to happen. I don't even remember not that Not on my all. watch. Yeah, that's why I brought it up so that you would forget again and be angry at yourself for it. You're lost. <laughs> what? Yeah, deal with it. Okay. So, crows. First bird I'm talking about. All right, crows. Spitting out some fucking bird but stories. But what about ravens? No. Mm-mm. We're talking about crows. Okay, fine. So, crows. And this was uh, the little TED talk that we listened to. Oh, yeah. I took notes. Uh, we may have watched a 22-minute video, but I took five lines of notes. So <laughs> Solid work. Good for me. Go D. So crows are known for their problem-solving skills, not the way that they sound at all. No, mm, they're known for problem-solving skills. So in this little TED Talk that we had watched, and yes, I'm talking about TED Talks today. I don't care how much of a fucking hipster you think I am. Deal with it. I don't give a shit. Uh, they had given this crow, it was like a plastic tube that had a little basket in there that had bugs. And the little basket had like a handle, but the tube was too deep for the crow to reach his little head in there to grab its shit. So they put a wire for him to figure out how to get this basket. Now he picks up the wire at the start of the little experiment and he's just poking in there trying to like skewer yeah <laughs> skewer trying to use bugs. friction to like lift yeah. the basket up yeah and he can't so he puts the wire down and bends it into a hook reaches it in pulls a whole bucket up and bugs galore genius bird. uh yeah gene smarter than me that's for sure yeah so i would have just dumped it into my face and probably swallowed the bucket by accident <laughs> um, I would have used my opposable thumbs. <laughs> Fuck you, crows. Yeah, stupid birds. That's what we're talking about. It's how dumb birds are on this episode. Uh, nice, nice weird feet, you fucking freak. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how do you even live with six toes, not 20, bitch? <laughs> Flex on that, idiot. <laughs> so uh, they just talked about how they have really odd problem-solving skills that I mean, you wouldn't really think about. So in another one that we I had watched by BBC, and you better believe I enjoyed that David Attenborough was oh, speaking about it. I briefly heard his yeah, voice, and I almost cool. He's my favorite, yeah. I went from oh. six to midnight real fast. Actually, mm. like six to like seven. That's <laughs> that's my – Yeah. That's the growth rate. Um, so these crows will pick up nuts and – I knew what you were thinking. I so didn't they'll say pick anything. up these nuts, and uh, the ones that are especially hard to crack that they can't just like fly up and drop them on a cement, they'll fly up and they'll drop them into the road, uh, especially at intersections. Cars will run over them, crack the nuts. The nuts. They'll crack. 
the nuts open. And I'm assuming initially they would swing like they'd dive down, try to pick up like what they could before they got hit by cars. But based on what they were watching, they realized that the cars have to stop at some point and pedestrians cross. So these crows would go to the corner where pedestrians were. They would wait for the little walk light. Pedestrians start walking. Crow hops out there, picks up it, like eats the nuts as quickly as he can and grabs the rest, flies off before the little stop signal comes What a up. badass. I can never yeah. crack open nuts. I know. Now you know how. Just throw it into, throw a, into, the throw it into an intersection <laughs> and just wait your turn to yeah, walk and, and pick them up. Who needs a nutcracker <laughs> when you can maybe choke on pebbles and crack your teeth open? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, God. So, I mean, they're just, it yeah. was, it's interesting how clever these things are. And, and like, uh, there was one account, and this was in the TED Talk as well, uh, they would replicate sounds really well. Now, uh, this guy, Kevin Smith, reported that one day he woke up and his dog was just barking incessantly, going crazy. So he walks out there and he's like, what the fuck is happening? And he can hear what sounds like one of his neighbors like, here, come here, boy. Come here, boy. Come here. And so he walks over to find out why his neighbor's yelling at the dog. And this little crow pops up. And he's just like, what the hell? And a crow flies off. Now, what had happened is the crows had gotten like they would go and kind of rally these dogs to the university. They would like, come here, boy, come here. And just call these dogs over. They get these big crowds of dogs, crowds, herds, uh, groups, group. groups of dogs um, around like a tree by the exit of one of the university buildings. And the class would get out and these crows would like dive down at the dogs, get them to scatter everywhere. And people would have like their lunch out or like they'd have snacks out. And dogs are sprinting at them like, oh, shit, and they drop food. And the crows dive down and they're taking people's lunch. So, like, peace out, idiot. Uh, They're as bad as seagulls. Yeah, really. It's just, like, it was surprising how inventive they were. I was just like, what the fuck? Very creative. Like, your dumb little bird brain. But, uh, yeah, it's just like, okay, go for it. Now, there's a guy named Shiva Kawat. And I probably butchered his name. I actually did not look up how to pronounce his name on this one. And one day he found a crow that was caught in chicken wire. So he goes over and he's trying to take the bird out of there before it dies. Just a little baby bird. And it dies in his hands. And he looks up and there are a bunch of crows that are watching. Oh, shit. So he's just like, ah, uh, oh, no, and just kind of puts it down on the ground because the crows are starting to come at him. So he runs into his house. Now, that had happened three years ago when they did this report. Every day for three years, when he would walk out of his home, his neighbors would sit and they were telling these reporters, yeah, these crows will dive bomb him like jets from a movie, like these fighter jets. Jeez. They'll just come straight at him. So he has to start walking out with a stick to protect <laughs> himself, which is just continuing to piss these crows off. And uh, he initially just thought that like, oh yeah, like it's, I probably, these crows are just crazy, like crows are nuts. But he noticed that nobody else in the town was having problems with crows. <laughs> it wasn't like his na- like his friend comes over, visits, and is getting attacked by him. It's just when they see him. Uh, he shouldn't have murdered that crow. Yeah, right. And in the little documentary that AJ and I watched, they had talked about a guy that he had, I, I don't know, I think it was magpies, um, but crows were the same is that they would have, like, facial recognition. And, I mean, because birds aren't real, it's facial recognition software, software. Yeah, definitely. installed by the government. Um, that uh, these these guys at, like, Harvard were walking down. They had caused problems with birds and shit. And they would just attack this guy. And this went on for generations. Over the seven and a half years that they did the experiment, it was still attacking the same guy. <laughs> now, the birds that he had initially upset were long dead, but the ones later on, it was just like the ones that had seen their their mom and dad and all that like bird cousins and everything, they'd seen them doing it. And so they're like, oh yeah, this is just what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to yeah. attack this bald asshole. And so they just keep diving after this <laughs> dude. Generations, generations hate him. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Damn. what the hell? Smart burbs. Yeah, right? So I'm going to kind of segue into uh, my brother-in-law. Now, uh, he didn't piss off birds. That's good. He's just scared of them. <laughs> like, this is his greatest fear. Oh, I'm so fear. excited. I'm so it's, excited. He's got some really good stories. Uh, and I mean, rightfully so. You kind of hear that and you're like, oh, yeah, birds are inventive and kind of crazy. And we were going to discuss uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, but I was lazy and didn't watch it again. And so I'm not going to reference it any more than Let's that. Let's talk about Rear Window instead. Jimmy Stewart in a wheelchair. No? Not not ringing a bell? Hit, like, go for it. I... Uh, no, that's it. That's... Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I think he witnesses window. a murder. I don't know. But he's, he's stuck in his apartment because his legs are broken. Ooh. Yeah, it's Alfred Hitchcock. Go watch it. Okay, yeah, yeah. By all means, check it out. This is now the Alfred Hitchcock Podcast. Yeah, we're changing the name of the episode now. So, uh, my brother-in-law, Cade, I called him uh, yesterday, and he goes, I was like, so where did this start? Like, where did it come from? Was it the movie that you saw that kind of freaked you out? And he goes, no. When I was four years old, uh, they had this, his family had a little pen of chickens, and he says he thought that they had like four roosters and a bunch of hens. And he's like, we probably really only had one. I was just a little kid and I was like, I got fucked up by him. So, uh, but he felt like they had a bunch. So one day he was playing outside and he, what he believes is just a full herd of chickens gets out of the pen and they all start chasing him. So he's like, I was terrified, and I'm just running as fast as I can from him. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I ran around the house like 20 times screaming for my mom. And he's like, so mom, he's going inside. mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a like dumb little four-year-old kid. So he's getting chased by like all these chickens. His mom comes out. She's like, what's going on? He's like, they're trying to kill me. And he's like, why didn't you hear me? She's like, oh, I was on the phone. <laughs> Immediately from that point forward, traumatized. So later on, uh, his one of his friends had a chicken that was like it had the same name as his dad. And he was like, which was already pretty screwed up. Like I had to That's hate the chicken great. because they had ruined my life up to this point. So when they would go out to feed the cows, this chicken would just kind of hang out in the back corner. And it would peek around corners. And he's like, I remember you'd turn and you'd just see it peeking around corners and it would like hop out. But uh, it would just act like it was eating. And then when you'd go to feed the, like put the chicken feed down, it would come over and it would just jump up at your head. So uh, he says one day he's going over to put grain in the feeder and he's like going really slowly because he doesn't want this chicken to come after him. So he gets up there. Starts filling the feeder because he's seen this thing eating and it comes over and jumps right at his head. And so he just throws the feed bucket at this chicken <laughs> and just bolts. He's like, nope, I'm done. Uh, I mean, birds are just they're dumb. weird as hell, dude. Like, they're I, I've got a similar spiteful. story. Yeah. My parents have chickens mm-hmm. and uh, one of their rooster is just a cock, but. Get it? Hey, ah. bada bing, bada uh, he's boom. A, he's a, I think he's a bantam. He's a smaller rooster. He's a small cock? He's a small cock. He, he's cute. He's petite. Relate. Very petite. Oh, petite cock. Yeah. And he is a dick. <laughs> like he will- <laughs> He's a you'll dick be cock. feeding him and he will like jump up with his claws and try to scratch your leg or just like run at you all the time. If you turn your back, he will attack you in the back. That's the only time he'll attack They're you. crazy. Because whenever I'm facing him and he runs at me, I kick him in the chest and he flies back a couple of feet. <laughs> Jeez. I worked at a farm just after high school and that was the same thing. I would go to feed the chickens and the guy that owned the place, he's all, oh yeah, if they run at you, just kick them. And yeah. I was like, what? And so I'm feeding the chickens one day and this, these roosters, they wouldn't jump up at me. He would just like sprint and run into your leg. But when you're not expecting it, you're like, what the yeah. what? Yeah. What's happening? You get startled. And so I ended up getting used to it. <laughs> you just drop kick these chickens. Yeah, you, and they they're go just far. like they'd stagger and they're like, I can't believe you would do that to me. And then they do then it they again. Bolt they'd at run, you yeah. right after. Yeah, exactly. Like, What's your problem? You're crazy. Uh so 
Now I'm going to get into like the weird stuff that happens with birds. So uh, in uh, – did I not write down the year? Whatever. So in Kentucky, they have this weird thing that happened, and it also happened in London a few days later, that it would, they call it the Kentucky Meat Shower, which sounds like uh, a really that weird sexy. video you would find on Pornhub that I have uh, that I have found that I have, uh, never, never even looked up. Even I didn't search that. Uh, so – this lady, Mrs. Crouch, was making soap one afternoon, and she noticed something weird falling out of the sky. So she walks up, and she's like 100 feet from the house, and more of it starts falling. And so she picks some of it up and just runs under her porch. And she looks at it, and it's these little pieces of red meat that are just, like, falling from nowhere oh, in the sky. I was imagining it was just a bunch of rotisserie baked chickens. <laughs> yeah, just fully baked. Yes. <laughs> Seasoned and baked and everything. Perfect. Uh, so she's just finding these little pieces of meat. Uh, some of them were like two by two. Some of them were as big as like four by four inches. Damn. <laughs> that's a lot of meat. I know. She's just getting, a good cut. Like, she's getting beef patties falling out of the sky. And uh, so she tells her husband and he goes, oh, it was probably a sign from God. Now, as dumb as that may sound, there are two guys that are a lot surprisingly more dumb than that that <laughs> tasted oh, the meat no. that fell out of the sky. And because <laughs> it looked, they were like, oh, it looks beef like. And this one guy, the thing is, if pieces of meat are falling out of the sky and it looks like beef, you still probably should not eat. Yeah, like now's the time to lock yourself in a bunker. Yeah. Now, both of these guys are all, well, it actually kind of tastes like lamb or deer. And it's like, you should probably throw up as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah, you don't know Because if it, it looks like beef, but it doesn't taste like beef, and it didn't come from a somewhere cow. normal, it came from the sky, maybe don't put it in your system. Potentially. Allegedly. Yeah. And then- these two guys are idiots. Another guy comes up and he's like, oh, I'm a local hunter. And he goes, this is actually bear meat. So after somebody's already told you it looks like beef but tastes like lamb or deer and it came from the sky, this guy's like, I'm still going to try it. I don't trust <laughs> these two idiots. It tastes like what I know as bear like, I don't know what the fuck is in the water in Kentucky. And if you're from Kentucky, reach out. Tell me what's in the water because I'm intrigued as to what would entice you to eat meat from uh, sent from God, I guess. I, it's beyond me. So It's beyond meat. It's beyond meat. That's actually what Sponsor, Burger King is using. No, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> God. So uh, the Newark Scientific Association, they get a sample of it and run it through and they find out that it's like a lot of it is lung and muscle tissue from, and I find this hilarious, from either a horse or an infant child. Wait, can they not determine? <laughs> At the time, I'm guessing like they weren't able to determine. Yeah, maybe, so what this was, was what. this was a while ago. Yeah, so this is what Taco Bell makes all of their beef. Oh, with. delicious! Uh, <laughs> so it's either horse or infant it's lung. Either horse or infant, and they're like, and they ate it. Three people ate it. <laughs> these two assholes are like, I think it was lamb or deer or bear. Okay, yeah, like great job. So, uh. <laughs> I guess the locals have kind of come to the conclusion, and uh, there was a guy that wrote about it shortly after it happened, that vultures will, like, to help them flee a little bit easier, they'll throw up their meals so that they're not as heavy and they can fly away faster. But when one does it, another one will do it, and then another one will do it. It's just like it contagious, signal. contagious barfing. So, oh, like my fiance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See someone dry heaving, they're done oh, for. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> like these vultures, and I'd like to assume that they found a dead horse next to a dead baby. Okay, good. And just ate both and flew up. Some some dude tr probably tried to shoot him. He's like, oh, look, a flying chicken. I can cook that and make KFC later. I don't fucking know. Um, so... They scare them off. These things are like, oh, God, we've got to fly away quickly. Just so happens to be over Miss, Mrs. Crouch's house. She's just getting puked on by vultures from like 
200 feet up and she has no idea. And then three people eat it. <laughs> three people are like, this will make a great meal for my family. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, vultures are badass. Do you know about vultures? Not a lot. God, they they break stuff down so crazily. Even if they're eating anthrax-infected meat, they their stomach will dissolve it and create a completely sterile manure. And they'll turn it into to lamb. Yes. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's Jesus. their their digestive tract is so strong it can break down anthrax. Jesus. It's their entire role in the like in the ecosphere, that's the biosphere. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I'm tired. <laughs> is so important because they can yeah, they eat like rotten poisoned meat and they're totally fine and when they shit it out, it's completely neutralized. Huh. They're badass. That's crazy. Interesting. Uh so like nine days later, the same thing happens in London, and they were like, okay, it's probably just this vulture thing, like whatever. So that's what uh, they all believe it to be. There's one guy that he has this whole scientific idea that in science, it's all bullshit. You heard it here first. Science isn't real. Yeah. Yeah, God, isn't, God doesn't have to do with science. Mm-mm. Uh, so he came up with this idea that like two chemicals can react in uh, in the atmosphere and as long as water is involved, it will turn into like a red algae that will fall down. And everyone was like, well, it didn't rain that day. It did. It rained meat that day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his idea was that it was like chemical reactions that created this algae that fell from the sky. Uh, I mean, you know, you'd think a hunter would be able to identify meat. Yeah. <laughs> and pumpkins can identify meat. And that, that algae thing does happen in some places. Like there's the blood falls mm-hmm. where it's just – it's a waterfall but it looks like blood. And there are different lakes and bodies of water that are bright red from this algae. Yeah. But I don't know. That, that seems like a long shot. It seems like a little bit of a stretch. I like to imagine that it was a blimp who dumped off their gourmet dinner lamb – like lamb shanks. <laughs> but, and then there was an airplane with a double propeller airplane below it that – accidentally ran into them oh, some guy that was crop dusting yeah. at the time <laughs> and it just <laughs> chopped it up chopped it up oh i God. like to think it was that a That's... nice quick mince meat yes you heard it here first <laughs> this is what really yeah, happened this is what actually new happened. evidence <laughs> 10 things scientists don't want you to know <laughs> scientists in kentucky hate him <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's probably true yeah. oh god they hate me now um so next story is in australia is it the Great Emu War? No. Fuck. But you can talk about that right after this. Or we can I could do probably, I could probably ping it off my head. Yeah, I, was yeah. gonna, I know like a I one can, fact about it. I can. I think I can. Yeah. I so think. Uh, the Casper's Bird Rescue staff got a call from a school in Adelaide, Australia. Now, the guys show up and there are just 60 of these birds. Now, they're long build, and I'm probably going to fuck this one up too. Pelican. No. <laughs> Corella? Correa? I don't know. Uh, so there are just 60 of them that are screeching on the ground, and they're all bleeding from their eyes. That's fine. Yeah, totally normal. Just another day in Australia. Uh, probably the spiders. So, or the snakes. <laughs> yeah, or everything. Um, so like a bunch of them had fallen out of the trees, and this guy goes up and he's like, uh, what? And just... Calls really quick. He's like, uh, we need vets and a lot of them really quick. So they come over, they pick up all these birds, and they do some testing on them. Now, I guess, like, they had released what had happened days before they found out what actually happened. So reports in Australia were like, birds bleeding from the eyes and screeching, falling from the sky. And people are like, it's the end of times. It's like, no, uh, they were actually just poisoned because they looked really similar to another bird that's actually called the short-billed corella (laughs) that are considered a pest in in that same area that they've very openly been like, oh, yeah, you can kill these things on site. So somebody, I'm assuming, was like, oh, look, this tree's full of them. I'll just fucking poison everything at once. They're actually an endangered species. They're on the protected list. And somebody just poisoned fucking oh, 60 that's of fucked. them. Yeah. Only two or three died, which I guess, like... I mean, that's better than... That's yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> but if they hadn't responded how they did, a ton of them would have died, like... Well, they probably responded days. because yeah. they were they were oh, endangered. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. They're like, oh, a bunch of short-billed died. And they're like, 
Who gives a shit? Let yeah. them fucking scream. And How die. long are their bills? Go measure one. Yeah, let them die in this elementary school parking lot. Who gives a shit? The kids will be fine. They won't be fucked up. It's Australia. No, it's poison. Yeah. Um. That that reminds me of a story. So my favorite place to go is the desert. A long time ago, uh, God, what was this? I was like, I don't even remember. I was I was young. I was like eleven. Went to the desert to Death Valley with my father for a week. And it was great because we both love the desert. And there was this one point, one place we went. It was the hottest recorded temperature in U.S. history. Oh, wow. I think it was like 134 degrees there back Jesus. in the 50s, 50s or 60s. And on the little plaque, it had the story of the person who went out there to actually like read the meter. <laughs> and he said that, you know, he drove through. He had a like a bucket of wet towels because it was so hot. Oh, he just God. put them on, his, on the back of his neck when he was going around doing his, his job. And he remembers... Pulling up to the weather station, putting a wet towel on his neck, walking out to the station like 10 feet away, reading 134 or 135, whatever it was, and then looking up and birds were just crashing out of the sky, dying from the Holy heat. Shit. And he, before he even got back to his car, the towel was completely dry and he was panting. Oh, no. And when we went there, it was, it was I think the peak was 122 degrees. Oh, God. Oh, and we, we hiked half a mile and almost died. I can't even handle like 75. At that point, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I've already got a swamp in my pants. This is delightful. Oh, yeah. It was so hot that there was no swamp. It was drained. Oh, wow. It drained the swamp. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, uh, what about, so okay, tell so, me about the, the Great Emu War. The Great Emu War of 1929 i think yeah look up the dates while i'm going through it so i'm totally pinging this off my head from reading about it weeks ago 1932 1932 okay you were close so this is pre-world war ii post-world war one a bunch of emus were ruining the crops of these australian farmers it was in the midst of the great depression and they really needed their crops and there were these they basically planted these farms these crops on an emu migration path <laughs> and then they would put up fences and then the emus would just break the fences because they're huge ass fucking birds and eat all their crops. Eventually, they reach out to like the government and the government is like, oh, let's let's make some jobs. Let's hire a bunch of veterans from World War One. Give them guns and ammunition, <laughs> including a minigun, like a like a Gatling gun. And we'll just have them go kill the birds. They'll get paid per bird. Eventually, eventually it became a pay per bird thing. So they were just set up. They would, like, set up ambushes, but then the birds would not be in the right spot where they thought they would go, or the birds would overwhelm them. <laughs> like, they would take multiple shots in the body and then still come over and peck the soldiers. Eventually, the herds were were moving really, really quick whenever they saw a person, so they mounted the Gatling gun on the back of a truck. Oh, my God. Dude. And just, like, tried to chase them down. Wasn't very effective. Uh, Who would have thunk? Eventually, they... Um, the birds got so smart that they would have like small herds. They broke into small herds and one of them would watch out for humans. And if they saw a human, they would signal the other birds and they would all run. So the entire war, they lost. The Australians lost the war against <laughs> yeah. the emus. It says on here that uh, at one point they were killing 100 emus per week. And they're yeah. still losing this war. Yeah, that's uh, not very many. <laughs> let's see. One guy... Uh, on the 10th of December reported he had claimed 986 kills with 9,860 rounds. So it took him 10 rounds per kill. Yeah. Like, that's, what the hell? That's, those birds could take a shot. Oh, my God. So, so yeah, Australia yeah. lost to emus. They lost this. Eventually, they, they turned it into a bounty system. I was like, hey, if you bring in a, an emu corpse, we'll give you $10 or something. Yeah, it looks like uh, they claimed... So over a six-month period, 57,034 bounties were claimed. This was post-war. Yeah. This was uh, after they lost. That was by 1934. So I think that it started in like 1923. Of the issues, yeah. Was when the bounty system started. But yeah. It wasn't, they didn't pay very much up until oh, that point because it wasn't a huge issue until the farms were established <laughs> after the war during the Great Depression. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So what's the, uh, you told me that you had Birdemic. Oh, Birdemic. Check out Birdemic. I told you about Birdemic. I called it Birdmageddon, which is completely wrong. And then and then I told you not to look at it at all, which is fantastic. So Birdemic is one of the it's an homage to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. 
It's really cold, it's like actually, in, from what I've seen of the trailer. Yes, so we've far. we only watched like thirty seconds of the trailer. We're gonna play the whole thing and uh, probably talk over it. Yeah, we'll just narrate this trailer. So let's see. Hopefully, it doesn't start like midway through. We'll see. Meet Brock. Oh, we're going back. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, hold that up. So now you get a big payday with a big stock option, huh? Yeah, I earned it. All those big deals I did with NCT. <laughs> a million dollars of revenues. A million dollars of revenues. You've done a great job, Rod. You've done a Rod. great job, Rod. Hi. A young software salesman on his way to achieving his Silicon Valley dream. I'm thinking about opening up a green tech company. Really? Really? Me now. <laughs> Beautiful young fashion model, for driven by passion. You're in my English class. I was. You're in my English yeah. class. The husband yeah. never made a pass at me in school. Bro, true love is the equation, and anything is possible. <laughs> and they're walking like arm in arm. I was wondering if we can keep in contact. The sure. beginning. Oh, oh she kissed him on the cheek. One million dollars. One million dollars. In other news today, the population of polar bears is declining rapidly. Hi, my name is Jerry Owens. I'm from Solar Power Accessories. This morning, flocks of seagulls and crows were found dead in downtown San Jose along oh, no. Highway 101. Hey, I thought I told you to stand back. These birds are contaminated. <laughs> Did you see that CGI? That was impressive. You need to watch this. Highway 101. Authorities are investigating the cause of their death. Rod, let's get out of here. Rod, let's get out of here. God. Oh, here we go. This is not a porno. <laughs> she is in underwear, though. This is birthday. <laughs> look at look at this fuck. This is the worst CGI I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a man with a gun. Oh, the eyes the... were pecked out. Oh, Ooh, a little hot steamy. sex scene there. With a bunch of birds and horses. Black birds, they're not the dangerous animal. The human species is dangerous. This is true. Terrifying animal. <laughs> wow, he hates humans. Birdemic shock and terror. Oh, look at that CGI. Oh, man, I love the Astro. Man. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. All right, turn it off. Turn this shit music off. Oh, yeah. Oh, All right, Jesus. that was... Please go watch that right now. Yeah, Pause if, it. Uh, Birdemic on YouTube. Yeah, Birdemic Shock and Awe, the trailer. The shock and Terror. Shock and Terror. My God, bad. You already forgot about it. It's, because it wasn't memorable. It's not memorable a forgettable. Because it wasn't yeah, memorable sure. at it wasn't. all. Oh, Lord. That was uh, uh, that was quite tasteful. Yeah, um, that was the first time we've we've uh, had audio besides just the soundboard. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Yeah, that was good. Did you have another one? Another bit of audio, or is that later? Yeah, I've got another one that I'll play in just a little bit. Okay. Um, I'll get into it. Let me plug this back in one sec. Uh, I I love it. I hate it. The CGI is probably the best CGI of 1995. Uh, and it was released in 2010, so even better. What? It probably created that that CGI with uh, Windows like 95. It had an extremely high budget of ten thousand dollars. <laughs> God. All right. So back to Cade's stories of. Uh, bird fear. Good. I was hoping. <laughs> I know. I was going to say was chicken hoping. fear, but just birds. Yeah, I was hoping so, you'd come back to it. So, uh, <clears throat> one of his buddies had this barn that they would go hang out in, and they didn't have any lights on the outside of the barn, so they'd hang out inside, and the light would just barely trickle out. And this guy also had a one-eyed turkey. Now, the long-standing joke with these guys was the reason that this turkey was one-eyed is because it got in a fight with a dog and Cade would always say it got in a fight with a dog and the dog lost (laughs) it's just (laughs) like oh god so they're all hanging out and they can hear this thumping outside and it sounds like the start of a really shitty horror movie called Birdemic Um, but it kind of does they hear this this thumping outside so you walk out and he said that in the past when it was daylight this turkey would stalk you, but, like, really well, so you couldn't see him. <laughs> and so he says, we go outside, and we didn't have flashlights on our phone because they didn't have it back then. And, and there are Nokia brick phones. There wasn't a flashlight? <laughs> yeah, right. What are you talking about? So he says, by the light of the moon, you just see him charging. And he comes up, and he just starts pecking them. So they all run back inside. It was, like, it was the scariest thing of my life. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, so he goes, I had way too many bird incidents. So one day... He's sitting out front of his house, 
and this chicken just shows up and he's like i don't know what it is but they just find me like he's just <laughs> hanging out but the birds just, are stalking now, him he goes i don't know what it is i think that they can smell fear they definitely can <laughs> Like, um, I don't think that it's a really common smell that chickens run into. <laughs> so he's sitting out front. Chicken shows up, and he's got his dog with him. Now, uh, the dog that they used to have, it was this big black lab, and his name was Darkness. And, like, the most lovable dog in the world. Uh, and so the dog sees the chicken, and he's like, Darkness, go get it. Go get it. Go get the chicken. So his dog runs out starts chasing this chicken, and... <laughs> He goes, he chases the chicken right to Cade. <laughs> so, I mean, he did what he was told. So Cade gets up and he starts running away from this chicken. And he's like, <laughs> he's veering off, trying to get away. And he's just yelling, darkness, kill it. Darkness, kill it. And he's like, there are cars driving kill fast it. and people just looking at him. He's like, it probably looked like Looney Tunes. Just a guy <laughs> getting chased by a chicken and a dog's chasing the chicken. He's like, it's just the stupidest thing. This is wonderful. So he turns around, look back at the chicken, and the chicken puts its head on the ground and its butt up in the air, and the dog just sniffs its butt and then walks away. (laughs) And he's like, some protector he was. It's like, oh, my God, dude. Oh, So now chickens. I'm going to talk about why they're terrifying if – those super scary stories haven't already convinced you enough. <laughs> I have four chickens in my backyard right now. Yeah, and it's horrifying. It is. They've been they've they're been knocking out bricks. <laughs> they're trying to get they're into gonna the house peck already. Through the window. Yeah. It's a birdemic. Um a bird what AJ would call it, I guess. Yes. So uh in nineteen oh three, this guy created chicken glasses. You know what? Good for you for remembering the date. Yeah, uh, not the date. I just know the year. So he created chicken glasses, and it's to protect their eyes is what he initially coined it for. But up to that point, um, people would have problems with, and I don't know how, I mean, they say that they fixed it, but AJ has reason as to why this wouldn't work. So uh, up to that point, they would run into chickens that if they saw blood or flesh, they would just peck at it incessantly. Um, so in 1973, this guy in Kansas tried to push for um, rose-colored chicken glasses to prevent chickens from being able to see the blood. They're now, the best. They're, they're gorgeous. The and I'm going to have a picture up today on Instagram of a chicken with these glasses because it looks fucking hilarious. But I actually have the commercial for like from 1943 of them trying to convince people that chicken glasses are necessary. I will play that shit. They look like the flip down clip on like sunglasses that old people wear. The best is they look like mud flaps because yeah. they swing so that if the chicken leans forward they still, it's like, what the fuck? There's it so much engineering so that went into these. Yeah. So, 1943 commercial. That's a banger. Yeah, slaps. Colfax, Washington. Pure for pulse cannibalism. Chickens love red blood. If one cuts herself, <laughs> the flock promptly pecks her to death. The cure? Spectacles. Rose-colored glasses to neutralize the sight of blood. <laughs> Hard Kincaid fits his entire flock, 4,000 hens, with these barnyard bifocals. And <laughs> barnyard bifocals. out of every hundred. Oh, there you are, Mr. K. For feeding, they look under the hinged lenses. But for looking straight ahead at other chickens, they get the spotlight. Their eyes are on the side of their head. <laughs> How are they looking forward? I mean, they can see a little bit forward, but... a good neighbor with a rosier outlook. They just turn their head sideways. <laughs> a whole new world for the girls. Everybody looks like they've just had a henna ring. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I love it. The, oh. the best is like... Imagine walking up to this farm. And there are 4,000 chickens. 4,000 chickens <laughs> with red sunglasses run up. You're like, what the fuck are they smoking here? And these chickens are just like, you like, what up, bro? They're swinging little glasses, just flapping around. Oh, Jesus. We've never had that problem before. We've had chickens cut and bleed, I, and but we've only ever had one rooster at a time. I assume that it's one of those things if you have 
really large amounts of chickens, that yeah, they're probably, probably pretty fucking yeah. hostile because like they're surrounded by four thousand other yeah. chickens. And did you hear that it saves five and one hundred chickens? Yeah, five and one hundred chickens are saved. I don't quite know what they mean. By yeah, that. I, he didn't really portray that very well. It's like oh. A 5% success rate, I guess. Probably because they can see yeah, out. outward instead of directly forward. I love it. I just oh, love it. They man. should have been wraparounds. <laughs> then you would have solved the problem. Oh, Lord. So some of the – so how, we, how they would put these things on chickens is they would, like, put the glasses down and they the glasses have holes that they push a cotter pin through the, like – Nose holes of the chicken. Oh, like through the beak where the nose holes are. Yeah. Some of the earlier editions, (laughs) the glasses were round and they would sit up front and then they would just wrap around the back of the head. (laughs) That's what I want. They would just tighten them to the head. That is the way to do it. So you have these glasses- these big round the, like, racer glasses. glasses yeah, on these chickens. It's like, what the hell? Oh, I love it. Chicken oh, fashion. Man. We should have called this chicken fashion chicken show. Chicken fashion show. Yeah, pure gold. Now, the last little chicken fact before I get into Cade's last two and best stories. Uh, now, this guy, Lloyd Olson, tells his son, hey, go get a chicken for dinner. So the son brings one in and they go to cut its head off. Now, normally when you cut off a chicken's head, it'll run around for a little bit because the nerve endings will kind of all fire at once and it kind of, it essentially has to like expend the remaining electricity that's running through its body. It's a really piss poor example of an explanation, but that's what will happen is its nerve endings are just firing off. But with this, uh, the chicken kept running around. Oh, I heard about it. And it stood this. upright and it like, it just has really bad balance, but it keeps walking around. So this goes on for a few days. And Lloyd's like, uh, okay, well, I guess it's still living. I'm guessing they just, like, called it quits for dinner. Like, they cut off the head. They're like, oh, we'll let it run itself out, and it doesn't stop. They're like, well, I'm not going to eat it. Like, <laughs> okay. It was, it was really weird. Yeah. So... It keeps going, and so he starts feeding it with, like, an eyedropper, and he's yeah. giving it milk. He would drop it down its down its gullet. Yeah, down its hole. little throat hole. And he ended up taking it to the University of Utah, and they studied it, and they realized that when he cut its head off, he missed the jugular, part of the ear, and left most of the brainstem intact. And the reason it didn't bleed to death is that it got, like, a really lucky blood clot, I guess. And just held everything in. So it's... Well, a lot of times when amputations happen, your body, the uh, artery and the veins and everything kind of constrict back just automatically. So I'm wondering if it, if yeah, it just constricted uh, immediately just constricted and then it was able to clot. And then clot it up. Yeah. I, so, I mean, this thing's just wandering around. So, like, what do you do when you have a chicken that... Kill it. Yeah. Put the poor thing out of its misery. <laughs> Apparently not. Not back then. Uh, they just decided, you know what? Let's give it to a freak show. Because <laughs> this thing can still walk. It's just wobbly like it didn't have great balance. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It doesn't have most of its brain. <laughs> so they put this chicken in a freak show that also has like, they'll have like two-headed babies and like other like oh, yeah. weird freaky Double shit Double-headed snakes, yeah. bearded women. And I mean, this thing goes on for like, like over a year. This thing survives for 18 months. Now, the chicken at like its peak was valued at $10,000 at the time. And it was making over $4,500 per month for the showrunners. Now, $4,500 per month at the time is worth $51,000 today. Christ. So this thing is valued well over $100,000. This is a $100,000 chicken that isn't even a full chicken. I wish one like, of my chickens was worth $100,000. Oh, my God. A headless chicken at that point. Uh, so I can make him headless. I don't care. Yeah, right. So the best part is how Mike the chicken dies. Because <laughs> they named Mike? It. Yes, Mike the headless chicken. If you want to read about him, there's plenty of information out Kevin, there. Kevin so, the disfigured chicken. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Such a human name. So Mike the headless chicken died choking on a corn kernel that got stuck in his throat hole 
from where you Why did eat. I know that? <laughs> I know. Why did I know? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, so he dies, and Lloyd is like, "Well, I can't, I can't cause all this public outcry and tell everybody that he died on a corn on a corn kernel because I was careless." So he just tells people like they're like, "Oh, where's your chicken?" He's like, "Oh, he's just running shows," and he keeps telling people this like for a few months until somebody's like, "No, he actually died." choking and suffocating on a corn kernel. Jesus There's a headless Christ. chicken trying to eat whole food without being able to even chew. So the third weekend every May, and if you get the chance to go out this year, go to Fruita, Colorado. Now, they celebrate Mike the Headless Chicken Day. <laughs> they hold a 5K where you run like a headless chicken. They do an egg toss. They have... Pin the head on the chicken, and they also play chicken bingo. How do you think they play chicken bingo? Just just a wild guess. Uh, with corn kernels. No. They select the numbers and letters based off of chicken droppings on those numbers and letters, and they uh, play bingo. Do they have like a mat with a bunch of chickens, and every time the chicken shits? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the number That's like a 10-hour game of oh, bingo. God. Oh, God. They're just God. like incessantly feeding them fucking chicken feed. They're Jeez. like, we need you to shit. We have – Carol needs we one have, more. She needs 072. Would you just shit on it? We've we been here for seven, four days. We have a dozen people here. You Why are all sh- of you shitting on B70? Like, <laughs> stop it. Stop shitting in the same spot. <laughs> Oh God! Oh. So yeah, it's a road trip. Yeah, I, like PP as soon trip. as uh, coronavirus is gone, I am entirely down. I'll if we get enough Patreon subscribers to fund this, I will run the five k. Even if we don't, I will. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, you can run it. I won't. You'll How run it, it if we have enough. No, no if you're no, paid to, you. you're you're fired. Nah, tough shit. You're not gonna get I'm paid gone. unless you run that five k with me. <laughs> okay, it's it's like three miles. Oh well, yeah, that's true. And it's like a, but you have to run the three miles like a headless chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know how I'm going to run that? I'm going to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody drag me. <laughs> Somebody named Lloyd, bring me to the end. Yeah. <laughs> and feed me feed corn. Feed me a corn kernel <laughs> and let me just die. <laughs> All right. So the last two stories I've got from uh, Cade's horrific experiences. Uh, now, he was out hunting and he shot a goose. Goes up. Yeah, that's that's the best thing to do as a person who's afraid of birds. Yeah, is to go and kill yeah, birds. So uh, he shoots a goose, goes over, and it's not dead. So all of his friends are like, "Just wring its neck, just wring its neck." And he's like, "No, I'm too scared to grab it." And so this bird is just dying on the ground. So he shoots him four more times. Four. It. it didn't die with the like. Extra three shots. It was the fourth shot that finally died. Jesus, he's a bad shot. No, it or didn't it even die. He shot it four more times and it didn't die. It's still like shaking. And he goes, he's like, and I still didn't want to read its neck. So he just smashes its head oh with the butt God. of his gun. You're like, what the hell? What the hell? He's telling me this over the phone and I was like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> what? What the fuck? Uh, he's like, I shoot the damn thing, and it's still rearing its head. I bird hunt, not because I hate him, but if I shoot it and it's still alive, I panic. He's like, I don't know what to do. I shoot it, and it's like, it runs up, and it's still shaking. He's like, what do I do? It's still alive. Shoots it four more times. Still alive. He just bashes it. Jesus. I'm definitely not a hunter. Oh, yeah, same. Oh, my God. So- the last story, and this one is perfection. Okay, so, I'm ready. His mom dated this guy named Billy, and for some reason, Billy had a pet sandhill crane. Now, sandhill cranes, I, a, I know. Is that a big, that's a big crane, isn't it? They stand it? three and a half to four feet tall. Yeah, that's a big ass bird. And Cade goes, to me, that's a weird pet. And it's like, y- you don't say. No like, shit. Yeah. So he thought that. The crane had its wings clipped. But one morning, this bird shows up at his house. And uh, so it starts walking towards him. And he just runs in the house. And he calls his mom. He's like, oh, very funny. That stupid bird is here. Go ahead. Laugh it up. And his mom's like, we didn't do it. So this bird had flown from Billy's house, flew over to Cade's place, and is just like 
stalking Cade now. <laughs> He's like, I smell fear on this one. I followed him home. So Billy's nephew comes and picks up the bird. But it started showing up morning after morning. And this is why he's like, they can smell fear. <laughs> they Birds can, can smell it. fear. He was stalked by a sandhill crane. <laughs> yeah. like, it I gets watch better. You sleep. So uh, at the time he was smoking and he's like, I couldn't even go outside to smoke anymore because it would like walk up to me. And he's like, and I was too scared of it. So I'd have to run back inside. Help him uh, quit smoking. And he goes, he's like, I didn't want to get killed. It's like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> so... There would be mornings where he would go out to his car and he would sit down and he would smoke in his car, but he would look in his rearview mirror and the bird would be in his rearview mirror. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just standing there. It's like you could make a horror movie out of his life <laughs> and like, it would be better it. than Birdemic by tenfold. Oh, my so, God. So uh, he looks over and like this thing just takes off. It starts flying. And he's like, oh, God. He get, like gets out of his car. And his son and my sister are both sitting outside. And his son just starts screaming because it's this huge bird that takes flight in their front yard. And it's not that it's flying away. It's that it's just like hovering. It's just cruising around. So <laughs> he's like, I pretty much just threw my son at him and like <laughs> went to hide in the house. And he's like, my wife jumps into the car. Well, his son is just laying on the ground screaming and crying. And it's like, don't tell DCFS about this. <laughs> so they both basically just use their son as bait to get away from this fucking Jesus. bird. Oh, God. So, yeah, those are the, the horror is, stories of Cade. That is wonderful. Stalked. <laughs> stalked colon. Stalked. The Sandhill Crane. The Sandhill Crane. Or the Sandhill Stories. <laughs> the Sandhill oh, Stories. We need to produce this. Yeah, we'll we'll make a trailer in the Yeah, do we have the budget years. for it? Let me yeah. check. Oh, damn. Nope. No, it looks oh, like we're shit. cashed out. Oh. Oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, that's... That's birds. That's the terrifying side of birds. You know what? I like it. Yeah, I know oh, yeah. you were skeptical. A little, you were a little skeptical different from on our, the, our regular content, but, but it works. It's historical. <laughs> it's shitty. It's history. It's yeah. It's history. It's it's <laughs> shitty events. It's like a shit post. It's great. It's yeah, perfect. that's that's our content right there. Oh god! So huge, huge shout out to Casey McFacey on Patreon and Haley. We thank you guys a lot. Um, though we can't produce the bird movie quite yet, we will Soon. with your funding. Uh, if you haven't seen our Patreon, uh, we probably have posted about it on Instagram plenty of times already. But we have a one dollar. Uh, what like a one dollar section tier that's tier oh, fucking whatever. So one dollar, four twenty, six six six. AJ won't fall asleep. Four twenty, you can get a discount code for our merch store and the shout out, of course, and the shout out always. And then six dollars and sixty six cents. Uh, I don't, we even worked out what we're gonna do with that one. Uh, right now it's everything that the previous people have. We're thinking about doing. Some merchandise or something yeah, through yeah, there, like merchandise. giveaways or something like that. So, you know, it'll probably take uh, probably like another week. Months, yeah. Week or months. a couple of months. Really taking effect, I guess. Well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, 420 is where it's at, but, you know, 666. Yeah, well, thank you even more. Yeah. A bigger thank you. Yeah. You get thanked first. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Points O Pressure. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next Monday.